0: <clears throat> Welcome to The Adventures in Valagorn! The following stories are collaborations inspired by the spirit of tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons. Our world, Valagorn, is of my own creation. My name is Blake Christ and I will act as the Dungeon Narrator. Today's story pertains to the following heroes. Raphael Anastas Magoo, created and voiced by Greg Callahan. Vashti Whisperwind, created and voiced by Sarah Christ. And Paisho Wukong, created and voiced by Kenneth Glynn. This episode is a continuation of a story starting with Episode 1 of the Fuku, Entering Civilization. Your experience with the adventures in Valagon may be more enjoyable if you start there. Previously, on the adventures in Valagon...
1: Crander dropped off a crate of his grass wine. Who is this Crander? Oh, a strange old man from just up the road. He, uh, runs a shop out of his home.
2: Why... You're not King Snugglewumps, are you? No, sir. I am Raphael Anastas Magoo, King of No Land. Anastas, you say? Oh. It has been a good many years since I've heard that name. Mm -mm. Pardon me. An introduction is in order, I suppose. My name... His grander one swallow. You must forgive me. I take to conversing with my cat after hours. I only came because the man who raised me was murdered. And I haven't found anything of his assolvent, Cogrock. Oh well then. You mustn't have been on the search long. That bully is well known in these parts. This seems like a long conversation, young Anastas. Perhaps you will come back tomorrow, yes?
0: Without anyone touching it, the door to Crandor's home slams shut in Raphael's
2: face. How rude. And I don't think I like being called Anastas. All right, I want answers. Just who is this Crandor fellow, and what does anyone here know about Kogrok? Shh. From here. dogs, cram it, Wanda. What can you tell me about this man?
3: Rav, please, try not to get so worked up. Wanda, why is there
1: this need of secrecy? Most in Galip have had run-ins with him. He goes across the clearance, town to town, shop to shop, demanding money for protection.
2: Something has to be done about this. Where can I find him?
1: I don't know. He comes and goes, and sometimes he sends his underlings instead of coming at all. Like I said, he does this throughout the country. Maya might. My... No, I'm sorry, you should leave her alone.
0: The Story of the Fuku. Episode 5 The Purple Potato People. Morning comes, and Raphael awakes in a room of the Trotter's Trough. When he exits the room, he sees from the interior balcony that Vashti sips at something warm while she sits on a bar stool. And Wanda sets dishes on the bar itself. Is that tea?
3: Yes. Wanda
1: brewed it for me. Mm, it's lovely. Vashti provided the ingredients. I just provided the tools to heat and steep it. Would you like to try some,
3: Raphael?
0: Yes, please. I would. As the archer walks down the stairs to join his friends in tea, Wu Kong climbs in through the window, holding his head with one hand.
1: Wukong, would you please use the door, like a normal person?
2: The window is closer to my tree. And what do you mean by normal? And, and, not so loud, please. May I have One warm
1: ale coming up.
2: Mmm, thank you. I
1: kindly ask you to remember that it is not your tree. My father planted that tree when he was a little boy, maybe 80 years ago. So, if anything, you have the tree on loan.
2: No one owns trees. Whether you plant them or not, they're living things.
1: It's my tree. Here's your tea. Wow.
2: You guys uh, feel that? The air in here. It's um, it's real thick. What the fuck is up with the tension, guys?
1: Well, last night... Here's your ale, Wukong. I'll be back with breakfast.
2: Vashti, do you think this has anything to do with our... Contextualization last night?
3: Yes, Raf. I think she might be angry about how your conversation ended last night.
2: Well, I was angry too, you know.
3: I know. But I don't think Wanda deserved your anger. Hmm.
2: Perhaps you are right. Dude, you fought with Wanda. You fought with me. I. I will apologize. When the right
0: moment comes. A human man enters the trough and goes straight behind the bar. He grabs a bottle of dwarven whiskey, pours a glass, and as he is about to swing it back...
2: What, 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 what in the nines?
0: Wukong jumps on the bar and crouches with one leg cocked to kick the tall man.
2: This here's Wander's place. What do you think gives you the right to walk right in and act like you own it? ha. Huh. <laughs> I do own it. What's it to you, monkey man? Oh no, he didn't.
0: Now Raphael starts to climb over the bar, ungraceful in his morning grogginess, while Wu Kong ah! is in mid-jump to assault the man. The Wanda returns Howard? from the room behind the bar. What
1: brings you, Wu Kong, Don't. Huh? What are you doing?
2: He just waltzed right in. It started sipping booze.
1: Oh. Come on now, get up, and you get off the bar.
2: Oh, sorry. Vashti,
1: why didn't you stop this madness? Uh, Things just escalated so quickly. You know, you could introduce yourself, and things wouldn't be so damned awkward.
0: Some pretty rough borders you're keeping here, sis.
1: They're fine people, and if you'd taken a moment, you'd know that. Everyone, this is my eldest brother, Howard Fwent. Howard, this is Wukong, Vashti, and Raphael. They're the ones that found Gunter Ficht's little girl.
0: I didn't even know she was missing. You're talking about the old man with the orchard, right?
1: Why don't you pay attention to these people? You know most hold you in pretty high regard. The least you can do is know about their existence.
0: I'm pretty busy at the ranch, Wanda. You're the rep for the family. That was the agreement when I bought the trough for you.
1: Don't pretend I didn't spend all the money I had on this place. You bought a portion of it. (laughs)
0: A majority?
1: Don't you act like this isn't my place. I've paid you back and then some by this point.
2: Should I hit him?
1: (laughs) No. Thank you for defending me, Wukong, but I've got this.
0: Are you trying to say I can't come here and have what I like anymore?
1: No. Of course not. You're always welcome.
0: I have to say... You really ain't acting like your jovial self this morning.
2: I think that is my fault. I, uh. I am sorry about last night, Wanda.
1: It's okay, Raf.
2: Should I hit him?
1: No, it was nothing unsavory, thank you very much. Just. a disagreement.
0: Wanda looks around and makes sure that no townsfolk have sneaked into the closed tavern.
1: He was asking about Cogrock.
0: Oh, well, I think you better let that one lie there, Blondie.
2: I don't think so. At least not till I know where it lies. And who all is lying about it. Well, you won't get anything along those lines
0: from me this morning.
1: Why are you here grabbing something ooh, so strong to drink this early?
0: Ah, shit. A few of our prized mares are missing. Old Snowy Eye, Blue Crystal, and Howie's Turnip.
3: Oh, well that is terrible. So you raise horses
1: out on this ranch?
0: Is this one stupid? What else do you do on a ranch and land, viewer cop?
1: Excuse me? Howard, don't insult my friends and company for the sake of the gods.
0: Ah, oh, cry pardon for an old cowboy. Anyway, suppose I'm looking for some folk to come search for them. But I've been up all night riding on the lookout myself. So I thought some constitution was in order. Thus the drink.
3: What if we came and searched for them? Really? Yes. If it would be a help to Wanda, I at the very least would be glad to help. That's
2: true enough.
0: Well, hells. I'll even reward you. Give you fifty gold for each one you bring back. preferably alive.
2: And if they aren't alive?
0: I suppose I'll still pay you if you manage to bring back a carcass. But damn it. If I find out you mutilated any of them, I'll kill you.
3: Why would we do that?
0: You'd be surprised.
2: Well... I'm off.
0: Plenty of daily work to be done on the ranch. Speaking of... You'll find the Fwent Estate about five miles south of town a little east. I'll be on the eastern portion most of the day, near the forest. That's where the hands last saw them.
2: Hands don't see. Yeah, I was wrong. You're the dumb one, aren't you?
1: Would you please leave now?
2: All
0: right. All right. Mr. Flint waddles his bowed legs out the
2: tavern's door.
1: Sorry about him.
2: I have to say, if you two want to go looking for that man's ponies, you're more than welcome to. But that Crandor said he'd talk to me today, and that may lead to me returning to my hunt. Yeah, I, um, I said I'd help Raff Voshti, so I'll probably go with him. Why did you say we'd help that guy anyway? Yes, he was
1: very rude to you. I could hardly believe it.
3: Well, as I have said in the past, my goddess Peol teaches pacifism. I was merely trying to defuse the situation before it got out of hand.
2: Oh, I think that moment had passed after I found out he was Wanda's blood.
3: Yes, maybe. But I
2: really wanted to hit him. Amen to that. Well, I'm off to Crander's.
1: Hold on. No one, especially friends, stays at the Trotter's trough and leaves without breakfast.
0: Hogs, cram it! Outside of Crander's home, Raphael begins throwing lawn ornaments around. He comes to a stone pedestal with a glass orb upon it and winds up a mighty kick. <coughs>
2: oh, ow! Ow! Oh. Ah! That stupid old man and his stupid orb. Raphael, come on, man. G- calm down.
3: So he is closed. He will return.
2: He said he would talk to me tomorrow. Well, it's today, buddy. He said it yesterday. Right.
3: Mm. What time does the sign say he will return?
2: It says close today. Be back soon. Sorry for the inconvenience. I am inconvenient, and I do not accept his apology. Wow, Boomer much? What was that? Oh, (laughs) nothing. I'm sure we'll catch up with him sooner or later, man. We'll just have to look elsewhere for now. He was my only real lead. Raphael
0: sits on the stoop of the old man's house, and Vashti sits next to him.
3: Raphael, this path you are on, to avenge your foster father? I can appreciate your motivation, though perhaps you should consider that these obstacles are fate's way of telling you that this path is destructive and unworthy of your time.
2: I made a promise, Vashti. I promised Magoo as he died in my arms that I would avenge him. And when I say I'll do something, I mean it. Unlike this old worthless grinning, inny Raphael
0: fiddles with a stone and then throws it at the front door.
2: What was
3: that?
0: They look above them and they see a large, white, sharp-beaked bird with black stripes and two long feathers sprouting from its head. Peers down at them from the porch rafters
2: with dauntless red eyes. Dear gods, that's horrifying. It's not an owl, is it? I hate owls. I don't think so. I've never seen such a bird.
3: Neither have I. There's something evil about it.
0: The bird, or whatever it is, swoops down, and the archer and priest get off the porch, waving their arms to protect themselves from claws and pets. All three of them start running down the road, and the bird, seemingly
2: satisfied, returns to its roost within the porch. <sighs> yes, I say we return some other time. <gasps> Good idea. Didn't you say you were going to help out Howard?
3: Yes, but I couldn't likely do so by myself.
2: Oh, fair enough. Well, this was a squash anyway. I suppose you'll have my help. It may take my mind off of this. I guess. I don't like that guy, but he is Wanda's brother.
0: Artrio take down the road south past Crander's house with caution as they cross. It takes them a good hour of walking till they come to a large, fenced-in section of land. There is a gate, well built and made of wood. Upon it sits an arched plaque reading, Fuente State. Past the fence they see horses and cattle roaming and trotting freely, and a gigantic house in the distance.
2: Wanda used to live here. I hope with a thousand others. Dear gods.
3: It is vast. Given her open and kindly nature, I would not have guessed she came from affluence. He said that he might be near the forest. Let's journey that way. Run, run!
0: Our heroes venture through many acres of grasses, kept manicured by the roaming beast of the ranch. As they approach the tree line, Raphael takes in a deep breath as he fews in the Pousquet from the outside, an angle he has seen only but once, when he left a few days ago and peered over his shoulder.
2: Ah, oh, can you smell that? Well, oh, the manure? Uh, no. Not that. The fresh oxycontin.
3: What are you talking about, Raphael?
2: The oxy... Th- the fresh air. Oh, okay, you are talking about the manure. No, if that is all you smell, then your nose is very one no Wukong. The trees. The forest. That glorious smell of fresh shit.
3: I'm pretty sure he isn't really talking about. No.
2: I stepped in a cow pie. Gross. That is what your shoes are for. I don't wear shoes, Wrath. You know that. And why not? Because I could climb and move better when I can grab with my feet. Well, I hope you don't eat with those. Can we move on, please? Yes, we can.
0: But don't forget to wash before returning to the trough.
2: Of course I'll With no
0: sign of or... Howard, the but trio begins searching, an and indeed the experienced tracker finds hoofprints leading into the forest.
3: Raph, look at these tracks next to the horse prints. They look like the feet of children.
2: Mm-hmm. Very light as well. They follow
0: these prints, but eventually the tracks disappear. Where'd they go, Raf? Huh, oh, Raph?
2: I thought you were an excellent tracker and the eminent woodsman. Uh, where'd they go? I am looking. They could not have just disappeared. So if I can just concentrate, I think we will be back on the trail. Vashti takes Wukong aside to say...
3: Wukong, please don't agitate him. He's
2: been an all day. I'm tired of it.
3: Yes, he has been jeering you, but... <sighs> have you not noticed his mood has improved considerably since we have entered this place?
2: Yeah. At my expense.
3: Please. His spirit has been so down since last night. He needs his confidence restored.
2: Oh, fine. I guess I do feel bad that all his leads have been dead ends. Hey, Raph, uh, what can I do to help, How? Oh, just sit pretty. The Deficit Woodsman is on the hunt. No help necessary. What the... Please,
3: Wukong. Please.
2: Aha! <laughs> This branch here is scraped by someone's steel shoes. See, Wukong? More reasoning toward the importance of proper footwork As Raphael steps past the track he
0: just found, he falls in a wide hole that has been covered in fallen vegetation to look like the forest floor. Oh my is
3: Raphael, are you alright?
0: Huh? Uh-uh.
2: Uh-huh. I don't know, actually.
0: Vashti and Wukong step around to see that Raphael has revealed a wide stairway carved into the earth. The archer himself lies crumpled upon these angular stairs. Oh <laughs> boy!
3: Do, do you need healing, Raph?
2: No, no, no. I, I just need to walk it off. Don't worry. This gigantic bag of arrows broke my fall. Oh. There is one in my side.
0: The archer's friends help him to his feet and pull the shallow arrow out of his side. And the priestess, indeed, shares some of her gift to stop the bleeding.
2: So what have we found here? A real tripping hazard. (laughs) That's not funny. I could have broken my spline. (laughs) You, too. (laughs) Both of you. (laughs) This isn't very kind at all.
3: <laughs> you said spine I was just gonna ignore
2: it. I wasn't sure what body body was talking. <laughs> the bit that goes from your neck to your ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh I am so sorry, Raphael. Truly. let yeah,
2: buddy. Let's,
0: let's look around, eh? As they search the carved corridor, they do find more hoofprints, and the tracks of these supposed children. But the stairway seems to serve no purpose, for it leads to a wall.
3: I would say there must be some way to enter, but it is seamless to my eyes.
2: Yes, the tracks seem to tell the same story. Well, if they went in there... Maybe there's another entrance. Maybe you're
3: right. Let us look.
0: They turn to go up the stairs, and standing at the top of them is a strongly built horse. <laughs> she is primarily brown, with white feet and a white circle over her right eye. The mare shakes, twitches, and stomps her hooves a little as the trio approaches.
3: It seems scared. I think she most certainly is. Hello there. You must be old Snowy-Eye. It's okay. We are here to help you.
0: More quivers and quakes until Vashti puts her hands on the creature's flank, and old Snowy-Eye soothes with an audible raspberry.
3: Oh, there we are. Hmm,
0: Impressive.
2: Do, Do you have experience with horses, Vashti?
3: No, this is the first time I've met one. But like most beasts... That are not already trying to eat you. Kindness has a great effect on them.
2: Well, now that we have found her, we should find some way to tie her up as we search for her friends. We left my rope in the last hole we found. Either of you have one? Not at all. I do. But what if we need it down there? Well, we will hope that we don't. Reluctantly, Wu
0: Kong relinquishes his rope to Raphael and the ranger fashions a bridle with it.
2: He then proceeds to tie the horse to a nearby tree.
3: We will be right back for you, all right?
2: I don't think she can understand to that extent.
3: It is only comfort, Raphael.
0: Our heroes leave Old Snowy Eye, hoping that she will still be there when they return. As they walk south and west of the stairs, they notice that the earth rises to the right, and Wukong investigates this hill.
2: Oh, uh, uh, guys... I think we can enter the mound this way.
3: It's pretty small. But I think I see more stairs beyond.
2: Are you sure we can fit? Oh, suck it in, Raff. Suck what in? I've lived most of my life on berries and conies, thank you very much. I'm as lean as they come. What about your drinking gut there? Excuse me. This is 100% massive. Damn. Where do I come from? L- look, I'll fit, okay?
0: The Venara jumps headfirst into the hole. For a moment, he does get stuck around his midsection, but he wiggles and pulls from the other side until the dirt gives and makes the opening wider for his two compatriots. See?
2: Hey. Told you I'd make
0: it. Vashti and Raphael climb in after Wukong and find themselves in a dark, narrow hallway that leads deeper into the ground of the forest. This time around, Raphael remembers to light a torch before they proceed much past the minimal sunlight. But where the group stands is so cramped that they all wish he hadn't, including the archer. Ah! You singed my fur!
2: I'm sorry, sorry.
3: Don't point it over me. First it will catch my clothes, and then I'll go right up in flames.
2: Then I should leave, yes? I'm so sorry. I needed to see, as you know.
0: Poor silly humans. The trio descends the stairs, and while the ceiling gets taller,
2: the hall gets more narrow. It seems to open up ahead, and... Ooh, is that a chest of some kind? Ooh, goodies! Mmm,
3: should we chest well, that? Well,
2: I'm going to open that bad boy. As Raphael walks
0: past the most narrow bit of the hall, he feels something to press under his foot. Oh dear. As the sound rolls about their heads, Vashti and Wukong look up and behind them. They notice some sort of track system, and two large stones rolling down and towards their faces. Run! Run! They dash down the hall, and about where the box that caught their interest lies, a room opens sharply to the right. They all manage to dive into the room as the boulders crash into the chest and the explosion of splinters and shining coins. The three get to their feet and look about, though he dropped it. Raphael's torch didn't go out, but the boulders did block the entrance, allowing only a crack of sunlight through.
2: Come on, guys! Help me get the shiny bits!
3: I'm surprised there was actually something of value in there, given the box was obviously designed to trigger the trap.
2: That felt a bit pointed.
3: No, but we should be more careful. You guys gonna help?
2: Yes, now that I'm in civ... The world of people, I ought to have charity.
3: Well, hurry up, you two. I'm certain if there is someone here, they heard this.
2: Well, keep us a lookout, please.
3: Be less greedy, please.
2: As
0: the human and the Vinar pick up as many coins as quick as they can, Fashi listens. Further right of their entrance, there is another hall, with yet more stairs that bend to the right. She hears a growing grumbling and then the padding of feet on stairs. Then a tiny creature rounds the bend and freezes, looking at Vashti as she looks at it.
3: Uh, guys?
0: The other two look up, and the little purple thing looks at both of them, and back at Vashti. The little legs of the creature skitter, and
2: it almost falls back down the stairs as it runs away. Was. is that a potato with arms and legs? No, I've never seen a purple potato, but... Yes? Guys? What?
3: Th- there are probably more of them.
0: Right, let's go. The heroes run down the hall, and as they turn the bend, they see at the end of this corridor the little potato person jump into a small hole in the left wall. Wukong tries to grab at its tiny feet. Get back here, you little turd! But all the venara gets is dirt kicked into his face. Fucking... Oh,
3: it's in my eyes! Wukong, come here. Are they better now?
2: Yes. Thank you, Vashti. Well, I think if we wriggle worm, we can crawl through. Even your gut will fit, Wukong. Hey!
3: You know you can't take that, right?
2: Oh, I suppose you're right.
0: Raphael throws his torch to the ground and stamps it out. He then climbs into the hole, followed by Vashti, and then Wukong.
2: Why is the blind guy leading us right now? I am not blind. Besides, there is a light ahead. And to the right. I'm just blocking this. Oh, speaking of blocking, nobody fart. We all need to breathe. Not helping, Wukong. What is a fart? Oh, really? really?
3: You know, um
2: breaking wind.
3: Hmm. I suppose I produce air.
2: Well there you go.
3: I cannot help.
2: Hold it in, Vashti. Would you be quiet? All right, I'm at the end here.
3: What do you see?
2: Oh, there are plenty of candles and...
0: Ew. The archer peers across this large chamber, and on the far end there is what must be an altar, large and decorated with all manner of rodent skulls. Some of these are extremely large. Upon the earthen altar is the mutilated body and scattered remains of an equine.
2: I think I found one of the other horses.
3: Oh, well, that's good.
2: No. Nor is it. Isn't. Do you see the potato guy? Oh, well, no sign. Let's go in.
0: Raphael falls out of the little tunnel and onto the ground no. below. Oh, he quickly bounces back up and pretends that nothing has happened. He then turns around and helps Vashti down. She is denser than he suspects, but has little trouble in assisting her. He then goes to do the same for Wu Kong. I don't need your help. Watch this. Wu Kong takes his arms and with a high-powered swish, forces his fingers into the dirt wall. He then flips his body over so that his head travels through his arms below and his legs go in the opposite direction, landing perfectly on the floor below himself. Preparing to be impressed, the other two hear the Venar's fingers pop as he finishes this move. Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, help me! I didn't think this through.
0: What a domicile. They help Wu Kong relinquish his hyperextended fingers, and then they hear nearby whispering in a language they do not recognize. They
3: must be in here somewhere. It is all right. We do not mean you harm. Oh, goddess! That poor horse.
0: The trio's eyes bounce from the center of the room to over their left shoulders. There, tied to a tree root in the wall, is a quivering, stomping horse. This poor creature is twice as scared as its snowy-eyed compatriot above. Oh,
3: no. You must be Blue Crystal.
0: The priestess goes to comfort the horse as she has with the other. But as she puts her hands upon the creature, a pebble whizzes past her head and beams the mare's Ah! face. A frightened creature, out of control, knocks Vashti to the ground. Across the room, a purple potato person stands on an earthen slab that it must have been hiding behind. This potato has a strangely long and thin mustache. It drops a sling and draws out a sword about as long as one of Raphael's. Around the room, three more potatoes reveal themselves, each twirling a sling above their heads, and two of the largest rats any of the party has ever seen leap out from behind slabs and rush toward the surprise heroes. The slings are released. One pebble goes wide, but both Raphael and Wukong get clipped in a limb, and it stings.
2: Cram it! That buzzes
0: bees. You can say fuck, you know. The archer barely manages to draw his sword as the dog-sized rats close in on him. He swings down on one rodent as the other bites into his right calf. The sword crushes its target skull. Wukong pulls out a pair of darts and throws them at different potatoes across the room. One ducks back behind its hiding spot, and the other catches the dart with its right eye socket, falling backwards dead. Wait! Vashti gets back to her feet and sees that the carnage again has started without time to weigh out a delicate solution.
3: Oh, goddess, forgive us.
0: The purple person nearest the one Wukong just slew tries to whirl its sling while remaining behind its slap, but it doesn't prove successful. Mustachioed Potato and the remaining one swing their swords wildly as they charge. Vashti closes her eyes and begins to wave her own arms in strange gestures as she chants. She then opens her eyes and pushes an invisible energy out and towards the encroaching spuds. A field of vines then bursts out of the ground and reaches out, grasping for their mistress's foes. A vine wraps around the torso of one potato, followed by another that wraps its limbs. The mustache, however, avoids the vegetation and continues their charge toward Raphael, who still has a rat gnawing at his leg. Raphael gets stabbed in his left quadricep. Wukong then smashes the end of his staff into the body of the giant rat, and uses the pole to spin around and kick the potato person away.
2: You're right, buddy. Can you please get this dead rat's teeth out of my leg? Uh, sure
0: thing. As Wukong bends down to remove the rodent, Mr. Stash comes back in with a sword thrust at the bent over Venara. Raphael's extended thrust stops the potato <laughs> warrior with its outreaching sword just grazing Wukong's glute. While the creature chokes on Raph's blade, it drops its own.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sorry.
0: What? Last one. Yeah. Got it! Raphael then takes out his bow, draws an arrow, and approaches the potato wrapped in Vashti's enchanting bones.
3: Raphael, he is subdued.
0: Yes, and
2: now we are to inaugurate him. Interrogate, right?
3: I think so. But, Raph, what information do you think they will have for you?
2: Why mutilate the horse, I suppose? And maybe these little guys know about Cogrock. You hear that? It knows!
3: They don't speak the same language as us. What? You can't just pull one out your ass like last time? I don't know what kind of creature this is. It is certainly nothing from the Vunderveld, at least not that I have seen.
0: Suddenly, a bullet-speed pebble beams the purple potato's head and enters its skull. The creature slumps forward. Our trio looks where the projectile originated to see a forgotten potato person. Before the party can react, the little creature jumps and impales itself on its own sword.
2: Oh. Do you think it meant to do that? Seemed like some kind of honor suicide thing.
3: Well... At least we didn't slaughter them all ourselves. Oh, by the goddess, this poor creature. What strange ritual were they performing on you?
2: I really don't want to know.
3: I would not feel right leaving here without some respect paid to this horse.
2: Burying it would take quite some effort, Vashti.
3: Perhaps not.
0: Vashti takes her flower-carved staff in both hands and rests its end on the ground. From under the beast's corpse and entrails, stems extend themselves like so many fingers wrapping over the pile of carrion. Long leaves unwind from the stems and cover the horse. Meanwhile, bulbs quickly inch over the greenery and burst into orange and yellow puffs of one hundred-fold petals. Once the growth seems complete, sprigs pop through the carpet and reveal dozens of white flowers upon them. Marigolds and... baby's
2: breath?
3: Yes, a blanket of grief over innocence lost.
2: That's beautiful. I feel like we should say something, right? Well, what was her name? Howie's turnip.
3: Howie's turnip was taken before her time. That is how we perceive it, but Crowty, keeper of fate, knows better. Heyul. We humbly ask you to ensure this creature's afterlife is more peaceful than her end. May she forever waltz in an endless meadow with no hunters or those that would ride her.
2: Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <gasps> it's Howie's Turnip. Back for vengeance.
3: Oh, Blue Crystal. Poor girl. We'll get you out of here.
2: Right, of cu- Of course blue crystal. Let's bring her
0: home. After calming the horses and much searching, the heroes find a small lever hidden within the wall. Once they pull it, the wall lifts just high enough to fit the horse through and into the carved stairway they have found earlier that day. <laughs> While Vashti leads the still-frightened blue crystal, Raphael collects Old snowy Island and they find their way back to the edge of the trees. Out on the ranch they see Howard, upon a horse, where he said he might be earlier that day. But he isn't alone. With him, a big orcish man astride a large woolly bovine creature. They converse roughly. The party cannot make out the
2: words. Rath, is that... No. But I bet he knows Cogrock very well. The archer is shaking.
0: Boshdi reaches out and puts an arm on his shoulder.
3: What should we do?
0: For now, we watch. As they do so, Howard looks around to see if he is being observed, but he must not be able to see too far into the trees. He then produces a large sack from a saddlebag. He begrudgingly hands the sack to the orc, and Raphael's trained ears can hear it jingling with coins.
2: Now get the hells
0: out of here. Go! The cowboy kicks his horse, and they gallop back toward the homestead. The orc laughs as he rides away south of the ranch. What will happen when our friends return this man his horses? Will Raphael confront him about this encounter, or will he too go south after the cow rider? Find out next time on The Adventures in Valagon. This episode of The Adventures in Valagon would not have been possible without the vocal talents of our cast. Of course, we have our heroes. Raphael Anastas Magoo, created and voiced by Greg Callahan. Vashti Whisperwind, created and voiced by Sarah Crist. Pai Sho Wukong, created and voiced by Kenneth Glynn. The remaining of our cast in order of appearance is as follows Wanda Fwint, voiced by Sarah Daly. Howard Flint, voiced by Blake Crist. Scary Bird, voiced by Jeff Porter. Purple Potato People, voiced by Jeff Porter and Sarah Daly. The Cow Rider, voiced by Christopher Sims, direction by Blake Christ, and sound effects editing by Jeff Porter. Thank you all for listening. The Adventures in Valagorn is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. <laughs> After our sixth installment in June, The Adventures in Valigorn will have a short break to rework our production process. We hope you have enjoyed our adventure thus far, and more stories will come before long. In the meantime, if you love our show, please rate and review us, send us comments, and tell your friends. The Adventures in Valigorn now has a Patreon page. We will continue to make this show for free, but if you believe our talented cast deserves a paycheck, your support will be appreciated, and we, in return, have fun merch opportunities and bonus features at patreon.com slash Valigorn.